everyone, what's going on? It's Dr. Ty here, which stands for Together Individual Entertainment. Okay, so, um, last month, I had to stop with Sage's Journey to Wish World because we were entering, um, October in such ways, but today, I am going to get into Chapter 9 of a, a Sage's Journey to Wish World from the Star Darling Collection, and I really do hope you enjoy. So, let's get down to Chapter 9. There is no way I'm going to Jane's birthday party, Jenna said, slamming her locker door and jamming the lock closed. She spun around, a skull on her pretty face. She's just not nice. Sage shook her head. Listen, Jane actually is really nice. I think she just seems strange because she's too shy to talk to you guys. Jenna shrugged. Fine, I believe you, she said. Sage felt excited for a start sec, but... I still don't want to go into our party, she concluded. Sage was flummoxed. Then she had an idea. She held her wish pendant in her hand. Maybe her special talent was young wishling mind control. She looked deeply into Jenna's eyes. You are going to Jenna's, Jane's party, she said. You will tell all your friends to come too. Jenna stared back at Sage for a moment. Whatever you say, Sage, Sage grinned. Jenna snorted with laughter. You didn't think I was serious, did you? As if. Oh, Sage, you're so funny. So young, whistling mind control was not my special talent, thought Sage. I wonder what it could be. Sage's heart sank. Jenna was the ringleader. If she didn't go, the rest of her friends wouldn't either. Is there something that would change your mind? She asked pleadingly. Anything you can think of. No, said Jenna, but she had a funny look on her face. Sage had a feeling there was something in that would convince Jenna. On a whim, she held her wish pendant and concentrated on the girl's thoughts to see if she could read them. She could. She had discovered her talent and was tremendous. Jenna's thoughts flooded into Sage's mind. Got it and I finished that math homework before volleyball practice. Where's my notebook? Wondering Mom is making fried chicken tonight. Sage has cool here. I would go into that party if they didn't. Something cool. So sick of these boring baby parties with pinatas and musical chairs. Where is that notebook? Wow, it worked! Sage felt exhausted as she glanced down wish pendant to see that the energy level had been seriously depleted, and she had no idea what Jenna meant. Musical furniture. A pin? What a... But it didn't matter. She knew how to make Jane's wish come true. Sage marched down the hallway where she found Jane kneeling in front of her locker, shoving books into her backpack. Hey, Jane, said to Sage. I was looking for you. Want to come over and help me plan my party? Great idea, said Sage. Jane zipped her bag and stood up. I saw you talking to Jenna. She said eagerly, Did she say she'll come? I'm working on it, replied Sage. They left from the school together and walked down the sidewalk. Side by side, fallen leaves and crunched pleasantly under her their feet. Nice neighborhood, said Sage. The lawns were well manicured, and the houses were large and imposing. This is a fancy part of town, Jane explained. That's where Genevieve lives. She pointed to a particular large home with a curved driveway. What's that little house for? asked Sage, pointed. It had four doors and no windows. Jane 
giggled. Oh, Sage, you're so silly. You know that's um, the garage. Uh, right, said Sage. So Genevieve seems pretty mean. That's um, whatever one says, replied Jane. So I guess um, it must be true, right? She shrugged. I don't want to take any chances, so I just avoid her. She glanced at Sage. I love your lavender streak, she said. I wish my mom would let me dye my hair. Sage um, touched her hair. She didn't realize um, she had a streak of lavender. If Jane um, liked a streak, imagine it. She could see what Sage's real hair looked like. So, where are you from, Jane? asked Sage. Sage had a moment to panic. Oh, um, from far away, she answered. Jane nodded. Me too, she said. We moved all the way from Connecticut. Sage hit a smile. It's hard to be the new girl, she said. Tell me about it, said Jane. Sage kicked a pebble as the two girls walked together in silence. Hey, Sage, said suddenly, do you have any chocolate milk at your house? Jane's mom, Mrs. Newman, was positively beaming when her daughter arrived home with a friend. It's so lovely to meet you, Sage, she gushed. I'm so happy to meet one of Jane's new friends. She turned to her daughter. See, I told you it would only a matter of time. Mom, groaned Jane, looked completely humiliated. Sage understood how Jane felt. Wishworld moms were remarkably similar to Starland moms, totally concerned about their kids while being utterly obviously to how self-conscious their kids could be. Mrs. Newman hovered over Jane, tucking a straight piece of hair behind her daughter's hair. Jane swatted at her mom's hand. Good naturally, a wave of homesickness washed over Sage and she suddenly missed her family. So, let's get down to business, Sage said more sharply than she intended. Jane raised her eyebrows. Okay, she said. Where do we start? We need to plan a Sage use a wish world expression. She had overheard in the cafeteria line. Totally awesome party. Jane nodded. Okay. How about I have an idea, interrupted Jane's mother. An excited grin on her face. How about an old-fashioned party? Like, from when I was a girl, you know? Pin the tail on the donkey, musical chair, Bobby for apples. No! shouted Sage, recalling Jenna's thoughts. Jane and her mom gasped at her. I mean, great idea, but that's been done before, Sage explained quickly. Let's be different, unique. How about a magician? asked Mrs. Newman. Or a funny clown? Or who makes um, balloon animals? Sage almost stole a quick glance at Jane. The look of horror on Jane's face and I told her all she needed to know. Mom, said Jane, we're not like three-year-olds. She leaned over and whispered to Sage, let's go out into my room and plan private. Sage nodded with approval at Jane's bedroom. It was very tidy. Her bed was made of stuffed animals were neatly arranged on it. Sage spotted a shelf full of actual paper books. She actually... She carefully moved one and held it in her hands. She ran her fingers over the smooth cover. It was stark, black, and red and white, with a picture of two girls in a fur caps and capes, standing on a snowy hill with three snarling wolves below them. After a moment, we lifted the cover and flipped through the thin pages. Wow, she said. Jane laughed. You act like you've never seen a book before, she said. She looked over Sage's shoulder. The wolves um, 
Wheeling Chase, Jean said. It's so good. A fancy English manor. Two cousins, an evil governess, a terrible orphanage. She sighed. It's one of my favorite books of all time. It sounds really exciting, said Sage. Jean smiled. Keep it. I've got another copy. Sage carefully placed the book in her backpack. When she turned back around, she spotted something colorful lying on top of Jane's bookshelf. It was pretty t-shirt with a multicolored heart and vibrant pink and purple and blues. What's that? She asked curiously. Oh, it's just a t-shirt I made, said Jane offhandedly, but Sage was intrigued. She gazed at Jane's creation, taking in a bright color an art replacement of glitter. You made this? Sage said. It's beautiful, Jane laughed. I got a dozen of them, at Sage's look of surprise. She shrugged. I've had a lot of free time on my hands since we moved here. Amazing, said Sage. So Jane taught Sage how to make her own gorgeous, glittery t-shirt. Sage tore different colors of crepe paper into a small pieces, arranged them into a star shape, of course, and sprayed on the pieces carefully with a water bottle filled with pungent liquid called white vinegar. The wet paper left colored shapes on the t-shirt. Jane then hit the shirt with a blast of glitter spray. You did a great job, says Jane. When they were done and Sage's t-shirt lay dying on lay drying on the desk, just wait until it dries. Thanks, said Sage. You're a good teacher. She held out the multicolored hands and wiggled her fingers, just like her professor had shown them. Jazz hands, said Sage. Jane laughed. Oops, I forgot to give you your gloves, said Jane. Never mind, said Sage. They're kind of pretty in a weird way. That's, that was fun, said Jane. Then she sighed. But we still don't have a plan for my birthday. Can you please stay for dinner so we can keep working on it? Sage touched the hem of her still damp t-shirt and smiled. Don't worry, said Jane. I've gotten, I got it all figured out and I'd love to stay for dinner. Jane's father sat at the head of the dining room table and sniffed in the air. Are we having a pineapple upside down cake for dessert tonight? He asked hopefully. It smells so good. No, said Mrs. Newman. We're having ice cream. She wrinkled her brow. That's funny. I smell cake too, but it smells like a chocolate to me. Sage stared at them. This was getting weird. Please pass the food, she asked. Mr. Newman chuckled. You mean the spaghetti and marinara sauce? Sure. Sage finished two bowls of spaghetti. It was awkward to eat, but it was delicious. For dessert, they had something called strawberry ice cream. It was cold, sweet, and lovely shade of pink. After draining her third glass of chocolate milk, Sage volunteered to help clean up. As soon as she and Mrs. Newman were alone in the kitchen, Sage turned to her. I have an idea, she said, looking deep into Woman Hale's eye. Why don't I sleep over at your house tonight? Jane walked in holding a handful of forks, knives, and spoons, which... She dumped into the sink with a clatter. I have an idea, Mrs. Newman, said to Sage. Why don't you sleep over at our house tonight? Jane's face lit up. She whipped her hands on a dish towel. Really? She said, giving her mom a quick hug around the middle. 
that would be great. She grabbed Sage's arm and steered her out of the kitchen and up the stairs. My mom must really like you, she said. She never lets me have sleepovers at school night. After deciding to wear their new t-shirts to school the next day, the two girls did their homework, which Sage finished with impossible speed, and got ready for bed. Sage headed into the bathroom and slipped into the nightgown. She hadn't borrowed from Jane. She turned to the mirror and stared at her transformed, whistling-looking self. Then she recalled Lady Stella's parting words to her. Don't forget your mere mantra. She could use it, a jolt of positivity, but what was it? She closed her eyes and searched her memory. Then she opened them, reached up, touched the mirror, and said, I believe in you. Glow for it. Sage gasped as her reflection suddenly transformed her hair was its usual bright lavender. Her skin was sparkly, and her eyes were clear violet once more. She looked down and saw that her braids were still light brown, then looked up again to admire her true self. She felt both rejuvenated and at peace. There was a knock on the door. Sage, are you almost done in there? Jane called out. Sage jumped grateful. She had locked the door behind her. Imagine if Jane could see Sage's true self. That would be so dangerous. Just a star. I mean, a minute. Sage called. She quickly got changed, then headed into the door and shut off the light, giving her reflection one final glance. She climbed into the low bed and pulled out from under Jane's bigger one and drew the covers up to her chin. Hey, Sage, Jane whispered in the dark. Do you really think people are going to come to my party? I do, said Sage. I really do. Jane sighed. I'm just not sure. Things were so much easier at home. I wish we never moved. I miss my old life. I know what you mean, said Sage. Now that her brain was, wasn't racing a moon, moonamon, floozles of starmen, she realized she felt a tiny bit homesick. Sage only could hear Jane shifting under the covers. I guess I thought it was going to be easy, Jane continued. I had so many friends in my old school. I really was popular. Everyone always wanted to come to my birthday parties. I don't know. I just expected that people were going to want to be my friend. So, I didn't even try. I'm kind of shy, you know. She said, maybe I missed my chance. Maybe it's too late. I don't think... It's ever too late to make friends, said Sage. I think everything is going to turn out okay. Just be yourself tomorrow. Friendly and kind. Okay, said Jane. I hope you're right. Good night. Good night, Jane. I hope I'm right, too, thought Sage, before she drifted off to sleep. Because if I am, everyone is going to be so proud of me. She rolled over. Oh, and because I will be helping save Starland, too, of course. All right, so that was Chapter 9 of Saint and the Journey in a Wish World. I hope you enjoyed, and I cannot wait to get into the other chapters to finish up Sage and the Journey in a Wish World, and then hoping to get into the next two stories of Livy and the Class Election and Leona's Unlucky Mission. So I hope you enjoy, and don't forget to like and subscribe my YouTube page that is on 
YouTube, of course, Thai Blog, along with Anchor.fm and listening on Spotify, Thai Blog, and Facebook is called Together Individual Entertainment. So, look me up.